Hashtag we love number one sports digital radio station in Africa. Africa. Hey guys, it's Vision View Sports Radio time. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, I know that, 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 that threw me off a bit. That was a good note. That was a good, a good great start. Oh. And we are reunited. Ne? And it does feel good. Oh, guys, I'm so yeah, happy yeah. to see all of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Cesar Mabena? I'm good, chilled, mm-hmm. excited. Why are you holding a cricket bat? In case anyone says anything on the line, this is just it. Just, it just clicked for Cesar today that he's all. <laughs> and now he wants his respect, right? I see what you did there. Right? He wants yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what yeah. you did there. It just clicked. Did you get oh, it? Oh, I see it. Oh, oh. I was going to take it, but I didn't see it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. How are you guys doing, Clo Clo? No, fantastic. Um, great start to the year. I mean, we just witnessed the AFCON opening over the weekend, so... Great to see everybody united, I guess. We'll stay with your unity song. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, feeling pretty great. Did anybody see the opening ceremony? I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. We actually did. I was, was, good? I was stuck at that nigga. Oh, oh, yes. You guys had, she had a great, great Saturday. Did what? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. It didn't look like having a great Saturday when I caught the feed. Really? <laughs> wow. It looked like she's ready to go home at that point. <laughs> What time was this? Uh, it was late. Uh, it was late. Yeah, yeah. I was tired. Yeah, you're on a back to back at that point. I understand. No, I understand. but that ten o'clock is wild. Yo, yeah. yo, my goodness. Yeah, that ten but how o'clock game is tough. The opening ceremony. Yeah, I didn't see it. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah. Um, stadium is great. Um, they've redone the stadiums. They look top class. The presentation was top class. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed it. For me, I think the only thing that I was missing was was audio because there was a long like at home when you're watching, it's like okay, they're quiet, they're mm. dancing, and it's like okay, cool, it looks great, mm. but there was just something missing. I mean, the commentator would come in and say like one word, mm. and then it disappear after that. So I think for me, that was the only ugh, weird Offish moment. Thing, yeah, yeah. yeah. Having, having commentated opening ceremonies in the past, what we usually or what they usually do is. When let's say a certain theme starts and dances, you then take maybe a minute or thirty seconds to explain what the theme is culturally, what it means to this country. That guy didn't then, do that. So they didn't do that. That, at all, that guy just said like, one word. We're waiting to know oh, what <laughs> does this mean, on, yeah. um, what culture, what does yeah. it represent about Cote d'Ivoire or whatever country you're talking about. I'm shocked because I I thought I just thought they just do their thing and then you guys come in after and no 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 just no? maybe introduce the the mm. theme. Oh. That's how we did the Confederations Cup and do, the World Cup. Do Afcons um, have official songs? No? I can't remember. Mm-mm. Official no. songs? Official songs. That's no. just reserved for the grandest no, showbiz no, no, no. in football. Yeah. They had so. Yemi Alede performing, which I thought was pretty dope. Okay. Say that? Um, Yemi. Oh, you remember? Uh, man, I saw Yemi before she performed, so yeah. there was a whole hype about Yemi. It's yeah. the guys that I don't remember. There was two guys. From Congo and yes. Israel. Yeah? Yeah. From Congo mm, and Israel. I don't remember their names, but yeah. Yemi, oh, Makana, she's a superstar. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So yeah, that's, you spoke about CAF Confederation, right? I mean like, FIFA Confederations Cup. When I say Confederations Cup, oh the Cup. FIFA, because it's all the same. There was an opening ceremony and the closing, and we did the same back then in two thousand and nine. Where as people come out to just explain what this theme is, because the dances and themes change through the opening ceremony. No, I was only asking because I saw an article that it might be cancelled. Uh, the Confederations Cup. Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But CAF is thinking about it. Um, they still reckon the Champions League is the premier cup competition on the com- continent, which I like, um, even ahead of the Super League. Um, they're just considering now the Confederations Cup. But I think they're, they're going to come into some criticism um, for it because there are some smaller clubs that value 
um, the time in the Confederations Cup, also look at it as a way of development to try and get into the Champions League as you would with the Euros. Mm. I mean, in the Champions League in Europe, then mm. there's the lower one to mm. inspire you to get there and help you maybe build a team and build enough experience within your team. So, so Patrice was talking about there being too many competitions. Mm. What, what are the, the many competitions? What am I missing? Super League, mm. from a club point of view, and yeah. Champions League, and now CAF Confederations Cup. So those are the three main competitions, club competitions for CAF. But I don't think they're too many still. Yeah, that's, mm. that's too, too valid to say. Yeah, it doesn't mm. say too many. I think the only thing, maybe when you look into here in South Africa, where a lot of clubs complain about having too many competitions, where you're looking to their cup level. So you're looking to their schedule, right? Because um, when you look into Mamludi Sundowns, conspiracy theory, Cesar Mabena, I'm going to join you on that one. Um, the reason they had to get knocked out of the calling is because they had the FL to go to and they were literally traveling the following day. So I think scheduling, you will look into the clubs and what they have to do. But in terms of African showpiece, I don't think the CAF Confederation, the Champions League, I don't think it's like too much. much. Yeah. And it also seems now like it in. football's doing the thing that it often does, which is kick the little guy, right? Because yeah. That yeah. means you're giving the bigger teams in Africa mm. two opportunities at silverware, mm-hmm. and and mm. then, um, and I mean by that by the African Football League as well. Yes. Yeah. So for me, it it would be a shame. I'm not a massive fan of it. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and like mm. I watch every single Same, game. Yeah. But I can also appreciate if you are playing in that competition, and maybe your club for finance or otherwise mm. can never really on a consistent basis crack the top level. Yeah. You know, I mean, Europe for example has three. Yeah. Mm. Now with the um, what's the other one called? Conference, yeah, the conference. So it's the Champions League, the Europa League, and then the Conference mm. League as well. Mm. So I'm I'm a bit surprised by that, but I guess if it makes financial sense, why not? I think for me, the only problem that I've realized, especially with the Confederation Cup, is when now clubs suddenly they're finding it um, a financial strain. I oh, think yeah, then fair. it doesn't look great for for CAF to say, okay, here's these guys. They're complaining about, oh, they can't fly all over. Mm. Oh, they don't have the money. So I think that's the only headache that they might have. But other than that, it's, it's great to give them the platform, but it sucks when they start to complain about not mm. having the money to mm. get there. Also, that's old CAF. And that's old, that's usually South African teams. Um, well, my chiefs were guilty of that for many times. But they also had that view with the Champions League until the format changed with the Champions League. The mm-hmm. group stages came and now we say from the group stages, yeah, you make a bit of money and so on. Because the format then was completely different 10 years ago. Um, but even I, recently, Amazulu would complain. That's yeah, not long ago. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's so still a thing. My issue is with the Confederations Cup, does it get as much attention as the other two? No, it doesn't. Because... Personally, From a sponsorship point of view, yes, sponsorship and coming even in viewership, because yeah. I'm actually interested in the numbers mm-hmm. um, of the number of people that actually watch CAF Confit. I know I don't watch, but I'll probably just check and see, mm-hmm. especially South African teams, mm-hmm. if they're still going on. But it's, it's, I don't think people actually watch and invest themselves I in CAF Confit. Because we also we don't support those teams. So for us... We support those. We follow those that we support. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, DK, if you're... In Tanzania or whatever, mm-hmm. and we your follow. team is in the CAF Confederations yeah. Cup, you would watch it. Obviously, neither of us have the number, so we're assuming here. But I, I think the teams that are there, and you know better than we do, right? Mm. You always say across Africa, teams are well supported in those yeah, places. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I, don't, I, I don't know. We're all clutching at straws here. No one really knows the reasons. Yeah, I guess. But, but... sorry, sorry, DK. Also, I wanted to say, I, I think for me, it's it will always be the lesser competition and it should feel that way because mm. it's not the premier. Yeah. The Europa League will never feel like you're watching the Champions yeah. League. Mm. 
like you watch it and you know damn this is not the same by design and, and every facet of the of the competition so for sure. I mean but, we but can't the turns, um, it runs concurrently with CAF uh, Champions League right mm-hmm. so which one would you watch I'm, I'm guessing that maybe the some of the main reasons why a lot of people don't focus on it because yes my team can play there yeah. but if mm-hmm. Mamelodi Sundowns and Weedad are also playing of course I'm going to watch that game for good football I disagree. Mm. I, I'm watching. I don't know if they have the games on the same day. It wouldn't make sense. You hurt yourself if you care, if you have like, um, uh, uh, let's say the Europas on a Thursday or whatever. Um, if you have them on the same day, there's no way we can watch both. It's like having a league and a cup game on the same day. So I don't think they have them on the same day. But still, um, yeah, for for if you're supporting a team, yeah, you'll follow. Um, for those of us that are neutrals that are just watching for the fun of it, you'll probably follow just the uh, top one. Like, be yeah. honest, you haven't watched the Europa League this season, have you? This season? Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. haven't. I've just watched, highlights. like, eight just Europa highlights. League games via Liverpool. Do you understand? Highlights. 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 And and next season, should Liverpool be in the Champions League? I'm not going to bother with No, the, the last time I watched yeah. it fully, like, was when United was Man United was Exactly. So, yeah. so that's... I, yeah, that's but it's how. the same when Orlando Pirates, the recent year as well in the Confederations Cup, they went all the way to the final, lost it. But I'm sure a lot of the Pirates exactly. fans yeah, yeah. were watching and following yeah. it. And if I had so, to make the choice, I'm still watching Liverpool. Liverpool versus LSAK versus <laughs> Barcelona and Madrid in the classical, honestly. That's interesting, my feeling. Interesting news, and just moving on. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this article, but Samuel Eto's banging yeah. Safa and, um, mm. uh, well, I guess the Safa president in Danny Jordan. Yeah. Um, remember now, he's the FA president of Cameroon. Don't you just love that? Mm. Hasn't been a, he's, he has, we didn't have to wait for him to grow old mm. to be the FA president. And Everyone knew he still had that Eto'o. brilliant moment in the back where he told the guys if you want to be a leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love him. So, um, also the changes have come. They qualified for the World Cup. They, they, they hosted the FCON. They, they're doing things. And there's been a change yeah. and as far as Cameroon, getting back to where we think Cameroon should be, mm. where they were in the 90s and so on. But anyway, um, the changes have been there from Cameroon. So, he can now stand up and point fingers at others because yeah. he's making a difference, yeah. right? And uh, we the ones he <laughs> pointed the finger at and he says, Safa, um, somehow I've dropped the ball. Bafana Bafana should be um, an African leader mm, at this absolutely. point. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, he points at our league, he's like, the league is top, best mm. in the continent, mm. uh, if not amongst the best in the continent. Um, then he also goes on, well, I then go on to say, we also hosted a World Cup. When you host a World Cup, you get the infrastructure boost, we all saw it. Um, you get the money coming in, so you have all the reasons in place to restructure absolutely. your football and the resources and the money. And the truth is, we haven't to a point where we are not African beaters. Yeah, he's not wrong, because how many times have we called for an overhaul at Safa? Mm. A lot of times. We ourselves as South Africans can actually see that, Shem, our football is not going anywhere. And it won't go anywhere internationally, yes, until we deal with the foundation. Well, I don't know. I I get his point, um, but my thing is now... I don't know, maybe I'm being naive here, but I, I kind of have a certain belief with this Bafana squad... Um, and when you look into the fact, I mean, we've been saying for the longest time that get players that are dominating from the club, um, whatever league they're in. And for us, it's Mamelodi Sundowns, and most of our players come from Mamelodi mm-hmm. Sundowns. So for me, that kind of shows that, yes, there is a change. It might not be the complete change that we want, but Coach Hugo is trying to implement some kind of change. Um, and, and I think this could be the Bafana that should, could, on paper, make us proud. 
Um, when you look into our league, yes, we can on, on paper as well. We can say it's great. But then, which games are you watching? You're watching Mamladi Sundowns, you're watching Orlando Pirates, you're watching Kaiser Chiefs. What about the rest of the other teams? Um, you look at the other teams where, yes, they are, they've got potential, they are good players, but they also don't have that, that much of support. So I think for me, we can say, yes, the league is great, but it could be better. I don't know. Um, I beg to differ in one way. Like, yes, the supporters may not be at the stadium, but the league is not that bad. Mm. The playing style. I say this to point out that, like, we've just had a calling cup. Neither of the big clubs were in the semifinals, never mind the final. And that happens in many cup competitions, which means, yes, in the league where consistency over time matters, Sundown stands out head and shoulders every, over everybody else. But in the short cup competitions where it's today and today matters, they can lose the game. And the big guys can lose the game, which means there's competition. Yeah. It's just over a consistent period of time, yeah, Sundown stands out. But uh, you talk about competition and you look at the table in the maybe, let, let me tell you, last two seasons mm. without counting Mamelody Sundowns. Mm-hmm. It's been close via points-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of people now watch it because you know if Stellenbosch wins, they move to number two. You mm. know, um, Kaiser Chiefs needs to beat Richards Bay United. Like, you get me. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's competitive or, yes, let me say competitive because I won't say that maybe the competition has dropped in anyway. But mm-hmm. I think that's why the PSL has been so interesting that if you look at the points difference, it's really close. That you win one game, you move eight spots up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what it speaks to, but um, I don't know. We all it's have actually to quite an interesting an uh, observation because... Um, I think he's he's right in terms of, and what Samuel was saying isn't uh, isn't Bafana Bafana need to have a good tournament, right? He's saying they should be one of the leaders in African football, mm. international African football mm. on the continent, right? Consistently, not yeah. just like come out of the group or whatever. Yeah. Which I concur with. If you look at just look at any other sports in South Africa and where South Africa is ranked, netball. Uh, in mm, cricket, and mm. yeah, you can maybe talk about the history of of those sports and in, in other parts of the continent. But even still, um, and that comes through infrastructure. That comes through, um, I suppose, at a grassroots level, making sure you've kind of defined how does you want to grow the sport. Mm. And I think that's the criticism of Safa. So mm. whether or not like the football is good, um, or Bafana right now are in a good moment because, in large part, of Hugo Bros and his managerial style, mm-hmm. there is still stuff that Safa isn't doing to ensure that football in this continent. Uh, grows and ultimately that Bafana Bafana for the next 10 years can be a, a powerhouse versus a good tournament here and then depending on who the coach is next time. Dude, we're not even looking at good tournaments right now. Out of the last six AFCONs, we've only qualified for three. Qualified. So we, oh, we are like Boma Namibia who make it sometimes, don't make it, don't make it in and don't, in and don't. So we're nowhere near like where Sundowns is where they're consistently uh, top four in the but, Champions League. You know, it's also like... And again, that moment um, with him and the players in the back, for me, speaks volumes. You know, mm. like the pride that he has in the position that he has. Yeah. And you don't get the sense that the people who are working right now for football in this country have that same pride, mm. you know, um, and are interested in its affairs as much as Samuel. In making a change. In yeah. making a change yeah. and making sure that his team is the best team. And you know what the sad thing is? Just to add on to what Chloe was actually saying, that you have the likes of Hugo Bros who are actually doing a great job, you know. Um, I think Bafana Bafana, you're right, are in a better position. I actually saw on Twitter now recently, 
um, I've, we, I've always known about the Transnet School of Excellence, mm. you know, because it has produced a lot of um, quality players. Mm. They had trials. I think they're close to over a thousand school kids. Yeah. And they've been doing that for how many years, you know, mm. uh, discovering and nurturing 90, new talent. Yeah. So they've been consistent, but it's just, it's the organization that's just failing the rest of the people who are really trying. You could just starting the process and that's the issue. We're starting it now with Hugo Bruce, where, like Chloe's saying, there's a, a, a majority of Sundowns players, because Sundowns is the best team, not only, let's say, in South Africa, but amongst the best teams on the continent. Where we're thinking that way. That's a Hugo Bruce thing, but that's a now thing. Mm-hmm. But to show that it's working, and what he started with youth players that we didn't know, younger players, um, in the qualifiers, it's working. We actually qualified for this, AFCON. Mm-hmm. So that means whatever he's starting is working. Going forward, we'll have to wait and see. But now when you mention PSL, School of Excellence, SAFA, are all these people working together hand in hand? No. Everyone's pulling in different directions, which is something Hugo Boss was um, yeah, lamenting before leaving for the uh, AFCON. You know, look, we played until the 31st of December. We left on the 4th. When do we rest? You know what I mean? Like, you know? I, I normally agree with him until like recently. I don't know what you guys thought about it. And he was like, Yeah, the local Mourinho. I'm, I'm like, Man, mm-hmm. you're touching a nerve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, he was room. speaking of Coach um, saying that, Yeah, the, the local Mourinho, um, he's been complaining um, yeah, because three of his players got injured in the national oh, camp, yes, right? Yes, so yes. Uh, apparently he wasn't too happy about that. He's right. And I'm just like... Wait, my na- right? uh, Coach I- Bruce. Oh, okay. oh you're, you're agreeing with no, him? So it's part and parcel of the game. You're complaining because your players got injured in the national team. Who doesn't get injured with the national team? Oh, man. And now if you're complaining a lot, who complains a lot? <laughs> Mourinho. <laughs> I know you like to think Pep, and many Sundowns fans would like to think he's the Pep, but if he's going to go left all the time, Mourinho's the guy who's always being left, going left and being controversial. No, but I understand. I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased here. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> of course <laughs> It's still football. But what, um, what is he expecting to happen? It's not like the guys wear a gussie gear. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and a gussie tournament. Too low. I don't like that. <laughs> Yo, so something interesting. I, I don't know if you guys know, but Hugo Bross is actually the oldest manager at the FCON. Mm. Oh. Mm. He's 71. I, the second oldest was some dude who played. Not played, sorry. Um, who's coaching yesterday? I can't remember. From one of the games yesterday. I, I, there was a fact I heard in, in, during commentary that, oh, Hugo Bross is the oldest manager, 71 years old. Um, so we saw uh, Ivory Coast and Guinea-Bissau, and then, of course, the, the three games yesterday with Nigeria, Egypt, and Ghana, the, How's the that big true? teams. Uh, any, any team that stood out so far? Richard Ofori. Mm. Doing Richard Ofori things. I was not happy with that man. I was like, Nobody saved it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so know. And then I think this is why Pirates doesn't play you for you. This is why, you but know. But for was so hot at Marysburg. Listen. He was hot cakes at Marysburg because he's one of my favorite keepers in the PSL. Same. Funny enough, I spoke to some of our local South African goalkeepers and they had a different opinion. They said Ofori was great playing against the big teams. But now when he was playing against the oh. lower tier at teams at Marysburg, it was a different euphoria. And you get that because when everybody's playing against an OP and Kaiser Chiefs, everybody wants to That's shine because everybody's thinking, ooh, I, can I could get a move there, yeah. right? And I think that for me, because you look at an euphoria and his inconsistency now at Orlando Pirates, and you think, 
mm, it can't be that bad. What could have changed? Because now the pressure is always there. You're playing against 15 teams. Yeah, that all every want, exactly, every game that everyone wants to make sure that you concede. So I think that's where it kind of, the lights um, blurred him up a bit. Shame. Yeah. Shame for Richard, man. Yeah, no, it's a big shame. Shame for Gardner, man. They're in, oh. about the coach. They're in a terrible way. Right about the coach. Now. So oh. after the loss, gets to the team hotel, a random Ghanaian, whom yeah. I'll call a fan, mm. um, jumped him. Really? Physically accosted him and got arrested. You're joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm assuming, and it's no one knows man. why. What's no one knows why. Was, what's the deal uh, with Chris, the Brighton? Chris Hutton. Yeah, Chris Hutton. Who's at Brighton? Um, so um, no one knows why, because he got arrested as soon as the party started. Um, mm. But um, they're assuming it's because of the results mm. and the shock defeat. So I'm like, it's, it's yeah, well, hey, uh, it's tough. Okay, so I'll stick of the bunch, but I mean, I guess for, for the bigger sides <laughs> and the teams that we expect to go on and win the thing, the, the big sides on paper, oh, we're going to the worst performance. Because I think For Egypt, me, Egypt. I didn't think Ghana played too bad. I just Egypt, thought, oh my goodness. I've always, I've always rated Cape, um, Cape Verde. Yeah, Cape Verde. Yeah. And they did well the last one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always rated mm-hmm. them. So that didn't come too much as a surprise. The Egypt game was a surprise. Oh, the Nigeria Lord. game was a huge shock for me. They didn't lose. <laughs> um, but they should have won 6-1. Oh, you know what they say about 17 chances a goal. Oh, 17. They, they say about Nigeria. Nigeria has the hype of Manchester City. Mm-hmm. But they actually perform like Chelsea. Uh, as a, I just didn't say United. <laughs> <laughs> That's low. Uh, <laughs> it's a low but they should have won the game. Is. No, the bot, my guys. look really good. No, but did you see the chances they missed? The quality of but the chances. But you see, that's the thing. You, you Even Victor, I'm like, dude, someone, you could have had a hat trick. Yeah. Oof. You can't, I mean, as long as the performance is there, I think. It's not a bad result. Uh, it's just cool. put them under pressure. It has. It Wait has. Forward. I still think they'll come out. Um, but the, they performed well. And that's for me. I was a bit worried about them being a bit, the balance of that team. Um, with injuries uh, and yeah, injuries and also in that midfield as well. I think they went. It's a bit too front foot football in mm. that midfield. I would thought like Rofford and Didi and those guys mm. who you know can come in there and do like to destroy his job. So I was a bit worried about that. Balance. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if they're attacking, put away the six chances, right? Yeah. Then we're not having this conversation. No. Then they're the weekends or the weeks are outstanding. They're, they're top of the right? log with Cote d'Ivoire, the hosts. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They should have been. They should exactly. Have been. Um, Cote d'Ivoire played really well though. Oh man, Fofana played well, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it looked really easy, though. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. it's the easiest of the of the of the major teams, exactly. the major players uh, that we've seen so far. It has to be the easiest because they're the only ones that have picked up a win. Yeah, um, mm. of the major hitters, I was happy with as a Southern African. I was so happy with Mozambique. Oh goodness, mm. or for Mozambique. Mm. Where did that come from? You know, I, I mentioned um, what they've been doing in Kosafa. Everyone ignores Kosafa. But they, they, unlike us, they take their best teams to Kosafa mm. and use that as like a launch pad to get mm. them ready for qualifiers and so on and so on and so on. And you can see the effects, you know? Yeah. I didn't expect that performance at all. I mean, Egypt was... I hoped. Oh, Mo yeah. Salah was absolutely no... For Liverpool fans, at least he's coming back soon, clearly. <laughs> well, on the evidence of that no, performance... can't say that just yet. <laughs> on the evidence of that performance, Salah, that he'll yet. be back in two weeks, Tom. Nah, you can't say that just he yet. He may even be back for the game with <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Jürgen Klopp would be happy I with swear that. I'm buzzing. <laughs> For me, I'm just happy. Thank God. VAR got its first bit of real action in that game. Yeah. Uh, for the most penalty. penalty. Mm. And it was a good call. Which was? Yeah, yeah it was a great call. Because usually, I mean, me and VAR, you don't really go together. Uh, we no. don't see eye to eye. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to obviously seeing Senegal, but I, I really um, think... I was hoping you're going to say Bafana. Or you're going to end with... Yeah, no, I'm talking about... Let's end with them. Let's win with them. <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm talking about teams that I think can win the thing, right? Oh, yeah. oh you don't think we can win it? No. 
Wow. Do you think we can win it? I think we can. I think we can get to the finals. No, man. Chloe, Chloe. Quarterfinals, finalists. So clearly, me and Dick. Quarterfinals and finals are so far apart. It's just a semi-final in between, guys. Guys, wait. But we spoke about the process of tournaments like these. Once you move on to the next group stage, anything can happen. Just need to win, get lucky at times, move over to the next next time. You guys overlooking Mali, Malawi, Namibia. Let's talk about Mali, which is our opening game. And Namibia. You not quite confident that we'll be able to conquer Mali? Or Namibia. <laughs> Namibia. I'm just saying, earn your stripes. Namibia <laughs> <laughs> really good. Namibia. Namibia. And the child called Cameroon in the qualifiers, Namibia. so you can't sleep on them. Listen, have you seen our previous Namibia. games? Honestly, have you seen the previous game that we uh, played? You guys... But the suit was, I, I, I read about the Lesotho game. I heard we were. No, Shika was not playing. Shika Why are you was fetching the suit? <laughs> Please. You said our previous game. That was our last game. Shika will be dancing. Coach Peter always says <laughs> when Mshishi dances, the mm, whole team is playing. dancing. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. that's what I'm I not saying. Happening. I want us to lose. I'm just saying I'm not isn't underestimating it. Wait, isn't this the same guy that was like, Manana, Manana, Manana. Manana. Yes. we're going to get out of it? And, <laughs> and then what happened? I got no, a pleasant the, 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 the punch. The <laughs> like, I want them to punch me in the mouth. I want them to. And but I like they must earn it. Commentators, Chris. Because mm. when you agree with us, yeah. it's going to go ahead nah, the yeah. other side. So mm. keep it like that. But it's also like, see, there's a, there's a practical way to look at sport, right? Yeah. And then there's the stuff that happens on the field, right? Which is like, yeah. didn't expect that. How did you... You couldn't have conceived Banyana Banyana would do what they would do. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, we were going on, on, on hope and prayer That's there. That's what I'm saying. Predicting <laughs> that they would get to the round of success. No, 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 that wasn't a pound-for-pound no, conversation. No, my point. Beyond no, group stages. No, 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 I no, knew no, no, that go beyond... Without luck, without prayer, without... I knew You knew the hockey girls would get to the semifinals. Which hockey girls? The World Cup. You were hoping. They didn't That's get home. there. Yeah, but no. hockey, the results speak for themselves. Banyana, there was just that belief. Banyana, like, yo, yeah, bruh, no. I knew. I, no, uh, no, I no, believe no, no. D- and the, DK is the, a gifted one amongst I, all of us. I, I didn't want you to bring that up. <laughs> Why don't you gamble? I'm just saying. I must put money. Please, I I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sit next to you, Prizy. No, Can we go no, better? Chloe, Chloe. <laughs> but let's be honest, though. The, next time we record, man. No, no, no. We'll be back tomorrow. Please bring your bones. And then clear them here. And then we'll go bet accordingly. And if we lose money, spoons. if we lose money, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, bro. What does she use? She feels no, it. No, she no, sees it. Oh, sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry. She's a widow. There's, there's, uh, there's, there's, there's forces at work. There's forces at work. Yeah, she connects with the forces. Yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> Surprise, she's not from Limbobo. You know? <laughs> These are terrible people. These are terrible people. These are terrible people. Well, by the way, everyone's forgot. You know what's nice? Um, How um, with the Afcon there, we've all forgotten the uh, Aussie. Openers no, no, started. I didn't. Well, oh. except you. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And no one else oh. has mentioned tennis uh-uh. at the start of this year. Oh, it's coming. It's, I haven't seen you only mentioned it after no. the fact. After Even it started. Sports yeah, is so no, excited no, no, about no. F1. I'm like, no, oh, no, 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 I love no, it. No, no, Forget no, no. Jokovic. <laughs> because you don't follow tennis people. Literally, 
on on my in my circle, like uh-huh. on, even on my WhatsApp, like people were just writing about the tennis, and that's how I know about the joke. I didn't watch the full game. Mm-hmm. I started watching the Djokovic game because I saw that it's hot. I knew he's playing, but I saw people like literally right. Luna, you were not football. Come football, Jema Vugitani. No clothes. No clothes. Man, man, Vuganje. And you bought gold post. Tennis was actually the first sport I played. The neck even comes out for this. I get you, but your passion is football. You Chloe dreams motorsport like wakes up and no, she dreams football. I don't dream football. You dream football now. You dream football. No, I don't know why. No. How many football podcasts are you on? Yo, bruh, it's uh, stressing me. Eh? How much football have you discussed over the last week? A lot. It's stressful. Yeah. Like, I'm, and, I'm less and she's not out of place. You know, she's <laughs> opinionated. Someone from Kev says she's loud. I was so offended. <laughs> Really? I love the girl. She's so loud. Passion. I wouldn't say loud, but yeah. But anyway, the Australian Open yes, that started yesterday mm-hmm. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And Djokovic had a hell of a game. Like they showed yeah, he had to Protest. fight. Yeah. Like mm. a great match. Like yeah. and I'm excited for these twenty year olds, nineteen year olds. Mm. Like if you see the please please search for the videos. Yeah, we'll do. He was actually like he, yo, like why, why did I have to fight so much? Really? But he literally like gave him like a standing ovation, like you gave me a rent for my money. Nice. Uh, which is great, which is which makes it exciting, you mm. know, if there's uh, these young ones just bringing in the competition first round because to be honest I always tell you I, the first round bore me like I'll mm. watch here and there but if this is the kind of competition and tennis that we're seeing from the get go yeah. then two weeks yeah if I, if I'm thinking as a sportsman if you're a young up and comer and there's an aging Djokovic I want to be the guy that retires him mm. I want to be the guy that beats him so bad mm. And like with that defeat that everyone's talking about on CNN and Sky and to a point where his post-match interviews, the one that's the most talked about, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about retirement after this. <laughs> I want to be that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, but what tennis a- is in a, in, a, in a very healthy spot if you think about like the youngsters coming up in the sport, right? Across the male and female mm. side. Um, I remember like Bruce Davison. He has many favorites, but Carlos Alcaraz mm-hmm. yeah, has always been. His yeah, he yeah. thinks he's he's like the next, right? He's like the one. he's the guy who's going to really run with this he's thing. He's the one. Also, you're a big fan of this mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm I'm quite excited to see him. But what what do you think the biggest um, talking point from this Australian Open will be? I mean, it's early days, so we don't know what's actually going to happen on the court. But going into it, I have one name. I know. What? Naomi Osaka. Mm. She's, she's back. back. Right? Yeah, she's back. And I'm uh, quite excited for her. I'm nervous for her. Yeah. I think I'm nervous. I was telling, I don't know who I was telling that after having kids, you really need to fight. It's like, it's not easy. Mm. Like, you know, I used to sprint. I used to, and then we think we'll bounce back within a month or yeah. so. Mm. No, you literally have to put in the work guys for you to get back and you'll never get back a hundred percent close. Yes. Um, but you really need to put in the work and it's a process. Um, I'm excited for her. Yes. But I don't think she'll be back this year. Maybe late in the year if she's putting mm. in the work, but it's not, it's not the same. It's not, it takes a while. And plus, you're like in your forties. She's like mid twenties. Who's I'm not? 40s? I'm not your age mate. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't just kind of compare. You're wow. encouraging her. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you're slightly older joke. than her. Slightly. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Just yeah, a little bit. Just a little bit. But but that's it. I mean, the competition has been moving without it. Mm. And that's the thing, though. It's, it's been when you stop for a bit, mm. competition's moving ahead. And well, Coco have up their game. Now you got so many other people who yeah. have maybe matched your standard where you were when you bowed out. And let's not forget, she didn't bow at her best. She still had the emotional mm. breakdowns and all of that. She was out for a long time. Yeah, even before the kids yeah. started. Even before, she was out for a long time emotionally. She wasn't okay. She wasn't mm. in a good place. Mm. Um, I don't know if I blame Corday for that, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's early. It was very early for her kids. But yeah. to, to show, actually, sorry, Clo Clo, um, when she went to the US Open mm. and she was watching, like they kept showing her, like during that Coco Golf match, you know, when you can see that she's just like, yo, 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 I'm going to have a hard time coming back. Because mm. she knows these youngsters are bringing their A game. And for her to actually, yeah, she's passionate about the sport, but you also go there during, after having birth or during pregnancy to go keep up with the competition live, mm. you know? And mm. yeah, tennis is tough. No, it definitely is. I was going to mention Serena Williams after she was right, pregnant. We all had high hopes, right? Yes, she competed. But you look at a Serena who's been doing it for a while, right? I remember when Osaka did the docky and, and I was like, too soon, bro. Too soon. Mm-hmm. There's still so much that you need to go through for you to be taking out a docky. So I think for her... Um, she's going to go through a very tough period to go back to her great days. Um, I saw she was training lately. She put that out. Um, she, and I'm not trying to body shame her or anything, but she, she needs to get her, her fitness back. You need that. No, she's an athlete. You're not body shaming. That's just a fact. Yeah. You don't look right. You don't look right. Yeah, yeah you know? right. And I was said with like a... <laughs> with a better tone. Respectful tone. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no, 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 no. Unapologetic. We're talking about being the world's best <laughs> yeah. in, in an unforgiving sport. I feel sport. you. I feel mm. you. Um, look, if you don't look right, you don't look right. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, so I think just, for me, she also just needs to cut back a bit and, and, and try and get her physique back because... Mm. That's not going to help her because everybody else is on 110 and you can't go there looking at 80%. Yeah. And for a player who, I mean, <clears throat> we've always questioned her, you know, her mental state, like how much she really mental wants it outside of her mental struggles. Yeah. Like how much does she really want this? You yeah. know, I think now is going to show us really uh, what Naomi Saka is going to do going forward. Um, if she comes out early of this competition, how is she going to deal with that adversity mm. um, into this new year? So this is this is big in, in so many ways uh, for Naomi because, you know, she can very well lose now and be like, you know, I'll see you guys in the year. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah, She's that volatile. Yeah, yeah. So mm. I'm really, I'm looking forward to seeing how she handles the pressure, but also how she kind of speaks after the fact. Also, um, you see, there's also the, the, I don't know if this should actually matter, but I, I take it into consideration. There was uh, articles coming out not too long ago about how much she was making all round outside of the sport. Mm-hmm. And she's making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, does that put desperation on the performance? You know what I mean? When you're making mm-hmm. a crazy lot of money in your early 20s uh, to a point where you're one of the highest paid uh, women in the sport... And when without the pressure gets, playing, yeah, huh? without, without even playing, playing yeah. yes. So when the pressure gets to you, you can take time off because the bank is still, is still moving along. It's so I don't know if if it if it builds the mental strength necessary because now it's no longer about the money. Um, Forget mm. the money. It's just how badly do you want to be champion? Yeah. you know what I mean. Yes. Um, in South Africa, we've got this thing, and I don't like it when I see South African articles. Uh, everyone is after the seven million um, prize money at the Afcon. That's never been a factor. Mm. 
It's just who wants to be the African champion. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. You know what I mean? I've never in, in my life, and I've been following the Afcon since the early 90s, seen the prize money being the reason why we want to win it. True. And I mean, to add on that, you look at Akilian Mbappe, right? Secured the bag a long time ago. Who cares about the World Cup money? <laughs> right? <laughs> but you can see that he wants to be among the best. And I think mm. you need to have the mentality to say, okay, fine, forget the money. But I'm I, Exactly. I need to make sure that... What I'm remembered for is my talent. Mm. <laughs> and that's it. Forget mm. the money, but you need to remember what I can do. This is always like a criticism for individual sports, though. Less so than team sports. Like, how much money you made ultimately impacting your personal performance. Like, um, boxing, for example, we've always heard once a guy makes it to a certain level, wins a couple of title fights, they're like, oh, he doesn't want it anymore. He's too, he's too wealthy. He's too successful. Um, it was even a criticism of Usain Bolt at some point, you know? That, like, does he really... Besides being the outstanding... A talent that he is. Emma Raducanu, to bring it back to the tennis place, remember her? Mm-hmm. She won one major. I can't remember which one it was. Was it Australia? Was it? And then she, she had all these magazine covers mm-hmm. and she's, she's got all these deals now with high fashion brands and people are like, this girl's... And then she doesn't perform on there like she's done, you know? So it's always been a criticism of individual sport, but which I think is unfair sometimes. No, but that's the thing with individual sports. Yeah. You're on your own. Um, boxing, running, marathons, um, tennis, it's all about mental strength um, and endurance. At the end of the day, Djokovic, how many times have you seen him two sets down, make it five sets, yeah. play for six hours yeah. and win on endurance? Yeah. That's mental strength alone. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it counts. It works up to, to a certain um, degree. Mental strength is an important thing in individual sports. They say that in golf, it's not necessarily about your opponents. You're playing against yourself because mm. mm. it's such a frustrating game, golf, apparently. Apparently, it's crazy frustrating for those that play it. So... Um, in any individual sport, it's you first. Yeah. And how many punches can you take yeah. and still keep going? But I, I like what you said before we went on air. We were speaking about something different, the, mm. the, the Saudi thing, when you said some players want to come back, and you said it's job satisfaction. Mm. And, and that's the, the most sometimes. important thing. You can see the money coming in, but what are you most passionate about? Mm. You know, mm. um, It's not the same. Yeah, the money is there, mm. but it's not coming through. It's Not even it's not coming through the what you're passionate about or your, the sports itself, but it's like you were there to perform in the first place, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, job satisfaction is also important. Yeah, to add on that, I know you don't consider Formula One a sport, but... <laughs> I, I, it, it Definitely, that's what I was going to go to because you look at, I mean, example now, Lewis Hamilton, um, coming from winning championships back to back to back mm-hmm. to back. Now you're out here, you're, you're struggling, yeah? you, your team, your car is not performing as it used to. So now to say, why must I still continue? <laughs> I mean, I've got seven chances. I could bow out at any point and I'll be a legend here. But the fact that he still wants that eighth championship on paper, we believe he has it, but he needs to record that on paper. That shows the strength that you have. I mean, there's so many kids on the come up who give up on it and, and then they can't do it anymore. So the mental part of it, Definitely, an F one is, is is just much as important. In the team sport, they lift you. Sometimes I come in and I'm having a rough day, but you guys are having such a great day. And I mean, I'm lifted. Mm. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Mm. Like, wow, they're performing. Let me also like you know mm. just sit up and and, and do my thing uh, and match the level that my team is putting out. So team sports, they can lift you on your own. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I just think these these uh, competitions are well positioned. I mean, there's a prestige bigger than any paycheck to winning a Wimbledon title or an Australian Open for that, or one of the majors, you know. And I think the same in F1. I, I think that criticism of like, particularly Emma Raducanu, because she's the most recent tennis example that I have. 
um, in boxing, there's many, and mm. in combat sport, there's many. Mm. But I think sometimes that's an old head criticism. That's like put your head down and focus on sport. But why? Because if I can make sure I'm good through the sport vehicle by 22 years old, that's what I'm going to do. And then whatever championships I win after the fact will be what it is. Funny enough, that's my feeling on Neymar. Remember I was saying the other day? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm yeah? frustrated with Neymar's performances and what he could have been. But the money. But I like the fact that he looked after himself. <laughs> Bro. And he was like, you know what? Forget you guys. I'm okay. Generational. I'm okay. I'm okay. My great grandkids are going to be good. <laughs> I love that about it. I still be playing with things with PSG yeah. checks. Yeah. So, so for me, like, sports has evolved so much. Like, for, get it the fastest way you can. And then hopefully you still want to do the thing when you got it. <laughs> get it the fastest way you can. All right. So, um, we're going to do something. I don't know what podcast play music, but that's what we're going to do for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, we got our man Kicks in the studio. Hey, Kicks. Hey, kick it. Yeah, yeah. He's going to kick, kick it. some force. <laughs> um, Haven't you done like commentary on a few? No, no, no. no. Oh, you've never done that? Ah, uh, you have done athletic marathon. commentary. Why do I think you've done oh, athletic commentary? Like yes, athletics, yes, yes. Hey, yes, yes. that was your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the city, right? Yeah. But... um. I like track and field. Mm, I, I really enjoy track, track and field. field always yeah. have. Yeah. Um, in fact, I was going to make a point a little bit earlier when we were speaking about um, uh, Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, the, the uh, Jamaican lady. Her name escapes me now. She had Shelly a baby. Fraser Price. Mm, 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 she had mm. a baby. Came back strong afterwards. Came so back harder, bro. Came back strong oh, afterwards. Lord. So for Na- for Naomi, there's something to aspire to. She's actually to my later. track and field crush. Shelly Ann Fraser. Really? You've yeah, got crushes everywhere. Yeah. yeah like, just, I don't know, the Jamaican girls are just yeah. too much for me. Really? They, well, no, no, not too much physically and they look great. Yeah. Just the hair and the nails and yeah, the yeah, like, very colorful. Uh, that's my jam right what, there. Who's your crush? Um, like in life. Yeah, in in life. Just, no, we're, we're trying to see your type. Let's yeah, start in spiritual spaces and work down. What's your type? Long time crush, Erica Badu. Really? really? Long time. Oh, long time. Oh, see, we thought about that all natural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, 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 yeah, Erica Badu, mm-hmm. Fuji's lady. La, la, la. The girl from the Fuji's. What's her name again? My goodness. Oh. I can picture her, yeah. I can think of her. No, no, definitely not. No, no, she's not a sports. She's not a sports. Yeah, I, I sort of think Naomi's cute. She's a bit young, but I think she's cute. You know, I've always thought she's cute. Have you figured out what his type is? I'm no. so confused. Yeah. He hasn't figured it out either. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, oh, the man. I'm Erica Badu tonight. Lauren Hill, Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. That's your type. Okay, that's your type. I don't know if that's my type. I like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like no. different different things about different people. I have no idea no, what's like, question is. Sure. Salma Hayek. <laughs> we clearly need to stick to sports question for you. <laughs> Let's talk tactics. He's four for two, yeah? Are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not the guy. <laughs> no, he actually revealed his age. Like, you know, you get so confused, like, when a topic is, like, too no, old for you. Must, no, but yeah. you must remember, a lot of the people that are famous now are actually quite young. You don't have to and give us young people. Yeah. But we're just trying to like, understand. Like, what's your type? Yes, your type. When you look at someone and you're like, like, no. Wife material, I'm yes. shy, like, not which she's pretty, she's hot. Mm. No, 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 and I'm not talking pretty hot, like Lauren Hill. Okay, Lauren yeah, that's Hill. That's just standard, like Lauren Hill. You know, she thinks she's top of her game, what she does. Mm-hmm. She does it differently, it's not like anyone else. Mm-hmm. Sticks to her own lane, and yeah, it's not part of a group of people that do the same thing. Okay, Lauren Hill, she's in my bed now. Okay. That took a while for us to get there. Yeah, no, it did. Yeah, I don't even remember how we got there. Yeah, how did we? Shelly and Pedro. Let me work that in here. 
Anyway, what I wanted to announce was that... Um, Agnes. Agnes. Yes. Uh, Agnes Ngecic, yeah? she is the new 10-kilometer um, world record holder. What's the mm. time? She ran 28.46. 28 minutes. <clears throat> 46 seconds. She's the first woman to run a 10K in under 29 minutes. That was nice. the previous unbreakable threshold mm-hmm. um, in women's 10K running. This is on the track or outdoor. She <clears> broke <throat> the outdoor record, just by the way. Uh, the indoor record is still held by um, uh, Let's Unbet today. That's how many minutes per <clears throat> kilometer? So you're essentially running... Two minutes. Yeah, no way. Two minutes sprinting. No, no way. No you're sprinting two minutes. Even three minutes is like. No, no, no you're, right, you're almost running three, so it's like two. But it's still so, two, bro. like late fifties lap or fifty seconds. When I say late fifties, three twenty. I think it's a three twenty. Is it a three twenty? No, it's not. It's a two it's something. Not. Two something. Two, I was two right. Something. Yeah. It's two something. No, no, sorry. Yeah, because I, I think course. for PSL referees, they have to cover four Ks in like. At a three minute something, so we're talking world. So she's running 280. 280. 280. Okay. 280 um, every one kilometer, which is insane. Shucks. Um, the men's record, I think, is 26. Ooh. Sheesh. Yeah. Joshua Chapter guy. Sprint that. Ah. Yeah. They sprinted the whole. It's insane. Even the 800 meters, I'm like, man, this Do you know when you watch these, <laughs> these athletes, and I mean, Kudos to her. What Kenya is doing is insane in terms of the, yeah. the amount of top quality runners that they're training out. Um, and you know, for Kenya, it wasn't always that way, interestingly enough. I don't know if you know the history of our track and field in Kenya. The turning point was like early 2000s when it really became uh, a massive... No, I mean, in terms of the, the sheer volume oh, okay. of Kenyans. Don't, don't get me wrong. They're always involved yeah, yeah, in distance yes, running. Yes, yes, yes. But now the sheer volume of like top Kenyan running, this is across track and mm. into the marathons mm. as well, mm. is incredible. No, no, I, I mean, Kenyans are dominating the 800 meter space yeah, as well. Yeah. For, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. unheard of what they're doing. Um, so kudos to her. But you know why, right? For me, she's 22 years old. What? For you know, me, the incredible, also, Jonah. You know why the, the, the altitude training? Yeah. yeah and in Kenya, you're up there, high altitude, take those guys and put them in New York, they, they're running oh, away with easy. it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So even Mo Salah, not Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Uh, Mo Farrow. Mo Farrow. Mo Salah. football. <laughs> he was training in Kenya uh, last year sometime for his last marathon. So everybody so there's, upon there's, a, there's a particular tribe of uh, uh, people in Kenya. Um, and Masai. they live... Excuse me? The Maasai, is it? No, no, not the Maasai. Um, I can't remember what their name is. That's where the Kips are all from, the Kipchoge. Yes, 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 yes. Um, they're all from that particular oh, tribe. And that particular, region. So it's like, region. Yeah. It's not that Kenyans over in the country <laughs> all running really fast. I've got a couple of Kenyan friends can't run for anything. Yeah. Yeah, those but it's those people who live there. Yeah. And if you watch um, um, Kipchoge's story, for example, he talks about how from a very young age, that's what these guys are being bred to do. Mm. Like these guys are running to school. That's what I was, like, I just want to say it because like, sometimes they're running. Because running I wanted What's to say, what if they had to sprint for water? Yeah, don't that's say for water. reality. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, I guess some people when might you say take sprint for too. water. Like it's like we just dropped one liter, <laughs> <laughs> and the first one to get it got it. <laughs> like water to cook by. Yeah, because like, they, they you know, it's food, and now you're gonna sprint and put in the effort. Put it this way: let's say you're going to school, five k's away. Um, you're going to wake up and like, mm. try and wake up as early as possible, mm. but there's no way you're going to leave home at three in the morning. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, to start sure. walking to school. So you might leave at like five, six in the morning, yeah. but you still have to be there by half seven. Mm. Yeah. So you're going to have to chug a bit. So this is the thing. This is the interesting thing about where we are in track and field and even distance running. Mm-hmm. There were certain barriers, right, that 
for the longest time we thought were physically impossible. Um, it, you can go back way into the early 90s where there was Roger Bannister who ran the first four-minute um, mile, right? And that was like a, a, a human feat bar none because no man can run that long and he collapsed mm. afterwards and had to be rushed to hospital. And then very recently, the big one, and what made me a track and field and marathon lover was Elliot Kipchoge when he did the sub two hours. Mm. If you guys remember that, he kind of did it in special circumstances. So it's an unofficial time, but his legs still ran the distance, right? Um, but now we're at a point where in a regular marathon, Calvin Kiptum ran two hours, 34 seconds. Mm. So we're 34 seconds off of Just a, a previously inconceivable time. Mm. And the same yeah. thing with the, um, the 10K, the women's 10K. Mm. 29 seemed impossible. And I guess all of this to say, I guess we're going to a point where all these thresholds that we previously, previously thought, impossible. for example, the nine-second nine barrier in yeah. the sprints, right? 100 meters. We, we can get there. In our lifetime, possibly. We can see a dude we run can. eight something we can. in a hundred meter, which is insane. What's the common time now? Is it 10? Well, just under nine. Yeah, just under, under nine. Just, just under 10, I mean. Yeah. If apologies. you're running a, a really competitive time, yeah, you're running to 70, so, so nine, seven, right? Yeah. You're running yes. like a nine, seven. Mm, just under um, 10. The dudes who start running nine, sixes are doing something really, really special. Mm. But if yeah. you're running under 10, 10, nine, 10, eight can win you a world medal. Okay, um, so days. what would you then allude that to? Because mm. in other sporting codes, you, you look at and think, okay, the money is there now, right? So people are fighting for the money. So in track and field, what's the change? Is it how we are built? Is it the training that they're going yeah. through? Is mm. the money better? What do you allude Training's that better. to? Yeah, I think... I, think, I, think Training's this, much I always better. have this argument. Like, I can't for the life of me believe that there's any sport that isn't better now than it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Just in terms of the science behind the sport, the the, the coaching, the training, the spikes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spikes, mm. to say the, the shoes. spikes as well. Yes. The shoes. I mean, when Kipchoge ran that the sub two hours, there's a whole mm. talk about the shoes that he had that were diet banned mm. at marathons. Diet as well. Nutritionist. So I think it's it's all round. Mm. Um, these athletes are just well better prepared, mm. and with that. As the competition rises across, everyone just gets better, right? Yeah. Because when you have a Kipchoge now who does a sub two hour, then it becomes possible all of a sudden. Mm. And you're like, damn, you know, I want to go, you know, um, maybe even below that. So I think it's got a lot to do with where we are sports science-wise. Mm -hmm. Less to do with the fact that every, every time you break a record, you earn a bucket of money. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of money to be made for breaking records. But it's just sports science. Um, I like that you mentioned, okay. I was going to say, I mean, the whole point of the game is to... Be a legend, and in athletics and and, and and marathon running, if you're not breaking records, you're not really, you're not really, mm. we're not going to remember you. There's so many guys that are champions. Yeah, uh, there's world champions every year and so on and so on. But if you're not breaking a record, you're not Michael Johnson. Mm. You're not Usain Bolt. Mm. You're not. Yeah, you could be an That's Olympic so winner. True, hey? But if you're not breaking a record and just setting the standard, you are not those people That's whose names live forever. Yeah. True. So what I wanted to, to add as well with, with the technology part of it, I remember speaking to the Three Stripes family and <laughs> they mentioned that, you know... She says the stripes on the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that they said, because I was asking them with Gerda Stein, I mean, we, we look at her now, she, she's also breaking records and she's consistent. And, and the biggest thing with them is, is the technology. They, they say that we spend a lot of time, you guys don't understand, the amount of time we spend in trying to get the latest technology to make sure that it's lighter, it's comfortable mm. and to help them go faster. And it doesn't only end with the shoes, but also the clothing because mm. the weight is also just as important mm. because you see it in Formula One. Mm. 
your suit also, you know, covers into the waist. So I, I think technology has advanced so much that you are looking at all the little things to what you wear, to what you're wearing, whereas your grandma back in the day wouldn't be as considered with what we have now. Also, now you're getting top training as young as possible. Yeah. Um, Project if you look Saudi. At Germany in football, <laughs> they, they, they've started under five leagues for boys and girls. America, mm -hmm. we all know about soccer moms. Um, that's been popular since the early 2000s in America. Tennis see, mom is DK. You know, tennis moms yeah. and DK, so on. Yeah. But then you see the effect, <laughs> you see the effect it's having on the ladies' soccer team in America, even the men's mm -hmm. soccer team. Mm -hmm. They're getting better and better, more players in Europe because they started at a younger age, mm -hmm. being coached True. at a higher level. Yeah. Um, so the same thing, if you transfer it to athletics or any sporting court, boxing, yeah, uh, whatever. Sure. Start yeah. younger, get great coaching mm. at a young age. Mm. By the time you're 15, you mm. are a phenom. And mm. it's all because of what you've had and the level of coaching you've mm. had from a young age, including the sports science of it all. And mm. so when you yeah. add that all up, um, it makes a huge difference. And, and you're right, Caesar. You look at it at school level, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, so parents would know, for instance, like I know because I talk with a lot of sports people and we want our kids to be sports people. Um, if you know ugh, that school, it's a good school, but they're not great at netball. Mm. Then we start taking them mm. to an academy mm. where the coach is a former SA player, you yeah. know, because then you, and then they become the best at the school, but it's not that. So you'll always try avenues where you invest mm. in, and that's where the expense actually comes from. That it's the extra lessons, actually not just that school where there's just practice. For sure. So yeah, that'll. You know, dudes are really envy of the guys who it just comes easy to. You know, Ooh. like, so there's this guy, he, he does pole vaults, um, Mundo Duplantis, right? Yeah. Um, he's broken his own world record maybe like six times, right? Like he is by far and away the greatest ever pole vaulter in the history of the sport. He's like 22 years old, right? Mm. And in as much as I, I can imagine he trains really hard, mm. there's also some sense that, damn, bro, this guy, it's just his sport. Mm. Like some people just bred to do mm. this thing. Mm. Like me and Messi can train every single day at the yeah, same yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will always just have that extra special thing that I don't have or that others don't yeah. have. And those, those are the guys that I think, are, geez. Yeah. And I mean, they're rare, right? Because most yeah. of them is hard work, mm. right? Like there's special talent, but it's also a lot of hard work. Um, Usain Bolt's another outlier as well. Like, yeah. they, I mean, his he body trained. was unfair. His yeah, body was so unfair. He's, yeah. he's still, I mean, his body. His tall people can't do what bolts do. <laughs> no. With that bulk. No. We can get the tallest man in the world can run no. that time. So I just, I, I mean, I just, I, I envy those guys. Yeah, so yeah he was born for it. Well, you look at them and you're like, dude, this guy, this is what he was made to do. But anyway, mm. uh, big shout out to Agnes. It's going to be an interesting calendar year because remember the Olympics are coming up as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, last year, as we wrapped up the year, it was crazy because records were falling galore. Um, and I expect the same thing to happen this year. So what will typically happen now and why this is such an anomaly is because athletes will, will taper their, how they perform. Mm. Um, you start slow, right? And then you want to get as fast as possible and peak at the actual main event, mm. which is the World Champs and or this year in Olympics. So, you, you um, oh, sorry. No, just the fact that records are falling so early on into seasons consistently yeah. just goes to show there's really something special in the but water. From this chat, what we're talking about, I find interesting in marathons and athletics is the regions mm. like uh, Jamaica, America, and because there's so many Jamaicans now in the UK, maybe a few of the UK sprinters, yeah, true, true, true. Um, like Linford Christie, when he wanted, you got it, they got the Jamaican lineage, mm. right? So all the slaves ended up in Jamaica back in the day, they ended up in America. So those are the yeah. big uh, black guys that run really fast and are powerful yeah. and so on. Um, so in the long distance running, it's Ethiopia, Kenya, and that yeah. region. So it's all regional. 
which I find really interesting. It's strange, right? It's short put and whatever. It's the guys from Boma, Russia. Mm. And, you know what I mean? Because it's Viking-type yeah. cats. Um, that part of Europe. So it's strange how with each, um, when it comes to athletic, each discipline, it's a regional thing mm. in, in who competes and who does really well. Speed thing makes no sense though. I understand the distance running, right? As mm-hmm. we've explained. Speed thing is just big power, big powerful Why did you say the country of fast people? <laughs> eh? Your region of really fast people. It's part of, I, 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 blame, I, I put it down to history. Mm. Um, all the slaves came, well, let's say they took them to West Africa, Big black guys and so on from Ghana, Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire. They ended up, the route took them to, uh, the unruly ones apparently were dumped off in Jamaica and those parts of the world, which is why all the sprinters come from. So those are the unruly big black slaves, uh, according to history or the parts of history I've learned about. So they dumped them off there and they took the the well-behaved ones to America, but still big black guys, you know, and big, strong, powerful women. And so to me, looking at it that way, it sort of makes sense. Because those are your best printers. It makes sense why they shopped in the West, yeah? Yeah. Mm. And now I expect with with Africa doing better and better at catching up to the rest of the world in sports and technology and so on, I expect West Africans to follow in that because those were the biggest and baddest slaves, you know what I mean? In power and so on and so on. Not slaves, not slaves. (laughs) No, back in the day. Yeah, I'm saying, they're still slaves. You know what I mean? I mean the biggest and baddest still (laughs) in terms of just the sheer side. But I agree, no, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, makes a lot of sense. So we'll see. Um, Obviously, like I said, Olympics is going to be a massive year. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, more records are definitely going to fall. Strikers. Yeah. Oh yeah, Strikers. Everyone's calling him Drikers. (laughs) Drikers. What's his nickname? He's got still the worst. Knocks. What? Still, still knocks. knocks. What? St- what the hell? I don't know. What <laughs> is that? Still knocks. Still, still knocks. knocks. Still knocks. I have no idea. I never thought about it. I I only found out about this nickname last week. I was like, what really? the hell? Still knocks. So it's a I mean, I know thing. school of no, the hard knocks. I know. Oh, Jay Z says school of from the school of the hard knocks. I get that. Still knocks. It's a horrible nickname. It's still. You don't have a nickname. You're the last person to say. Right? Ho- yeah, but in my case, nicknames don't really matter. <laughs> this guy's up against the last style bender, and 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 in my game, nicknames are nothing. Your name is what matters. Oh. In his game, nicknames matter. But here's the interesting thing, um, and this is what sort of like I don't know if you guys saw his documentary. Ooh, ooh, trickers. Uh, um, you saw it, right? Um, you told about me about it. it, so I didn't see it. Oh, it, it, it actually, oh, yeah, when you were supposed to fight Izzy mm-hmm. and the, the whole African, who's the first African, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, I was a bit pissed off when mm-hmm. I watched it because here he is talking proudly South African. I'm like, yeah, sure, we're all proudly South African. And when he talks proudly South African sports, he only speaks um, Springboks. Oh, and I was like, okay, oh, wait, wait, what, what about what about Bafana Bafana? <laughs> so he keeps mentioning the rugby, the rugby World Cups. I'm like, yeah, but Bafana Bafana hosted the World Cup. Um, we won the Afcon, mm-hmm. and then it, it sort of hit me that I don't think it registered registers in some parts of South Africa, mm-hmm. maybe white South Africa, that Afcons matter. That you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Bafana Bafana matters. I don't think it registers at all. He never mentions it once. Mm-hmm. And when they get all the guests that are wishing him well mm-hmm. ahead of the Adesanya fight and say, hey, 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 we're behind mm-hmm. you, it's just Springboks. Oh. Yeah, so it's almost just white South Africa. But here you are, proudly South African. And I was like, mm, it left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. I told Tanaka about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, Sia pops up. Great, mm-hmm. you know? But he's wishing him well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but Sia, Bafana Bafana at AFCON... You said nothing. Hmm. Yeah. Sia's different, man. Sia's like the head boy of SA, man. 
Yeah, but, but then Bafana Bafana, they have to have cards. No, 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 I get it. Holla at us. Bayana Bayana did well. No, I'm not disputing your views, and I completely agree with you. But I'm saying for Drakers, it's like he associates Sia with the nation. I don't know. With the nation. I can, according to him, with, with the, his thinking. I'm not saying he's right. I'm saying his thinking so two makes sense for Sia to be part of that. Wait, the, the, the one criticism is what he said about Drickus and his affiliation with just the Springboks yeah. as the only representation of South African mm. sports team. But secondly, it's Sia Colisi coming up and saying, go well, Drickus. Good luck. Behind you. Not saying you're representing Africa. Yes. You're kind of and he actually mentions you're representing Africa. Mm-hmm. Africa's behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa's you know behind you. Don't you? I mean, th- that, that, that really just was a reflection of sport across because if you think about it, when last did you see, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, I'm just off the top of my head, mm-hmm. a South African soccer player at the SA um, Sports Awards, like winning big or, or something to that effect. Oh. I've seen the, the couple of years now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when we're talking yeah, yeah. athlete of the year, yeah, yeah, there's hard. no Klompo. Uh, who's your boy? Klompo. There's no um, boy? coach of the year. Yeah. Did Peter win coach of the year? <laughs> Who? Peter. At the essay. At the essay, I don't remember it. And by the way, I'm not saying this as a matter of fact. Yeah. I'm no, just saying. I'm taking it back 10 years. Peter won the AFCON. I mean, won the Champions League. Mm. Did you get coach I don't of the think year? so. A nomination. So. Maybe a Even nomination. a nomination. No. There's no. this and there's that. Like, soccer yeah. is very much the that. Yeah. I have an issue with that. <laughs> yeah. A world of their own. Yeah, it's. Mm. Because mm. we, we, we as, as sports fans, we get behind everybody. We do. We are the loving fans. Mm. Yeah, we, we embrace. The cricket guys, we say, let's go cricket. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. Remember when we were talking about it last week, that um, every Friday for YOLO World Cups, mm-hmm. we were backing it. Everybody, wear jersey? Where's jersey? Mm-hmm. But now when it comes to AFCON, nobody's no, okay, saying, okay. Okay, wear enough. the Bufana Let's do it jersey. like this. We're, we're talking about us as fans and how we receive the different sports. What about the players themselves? What did... What did um, uh, why do I keep forgetting this guy's name? Which guy? The, the Sundowns guy, the top guy. The player. What did Timber? What did Timber's one? Oh, what did Timber's one is say uh, about the Rugby World Cup? Is he, does he feel welcome? The Netball World Cup. Uh, what do you I don't say think about they the give them the platform. The men's cricket World Cup. No. Because as much as we're yeah. here talking you about, don't wake no. up at home. Yeah. You don't wake up at home. Okay, maybe now because there's social media, I guess I can go on Instagram and say good luck, guys, and someone can make a story out of it. Uh-huh. But until someone, a journalist, comes up to you and says, "Hey, man, what do you think of?" Your comment is not void. Also, let me tell you, with that, because I've experienced it, um, the organization is also play, plays a very important role in that. I know with netball, the girls would literally get a phone call. Girls, you need it in the morning. Please wear your uniform. We're shooting a good luck uh, spring box thing, mm. you know. So mm. there's always, like, structure to all of this. Mm. With Bafana, no one's doing that. No one is saying, okay, Tam, because sometimes you need to remind athletes that, as much as you are an athlete, and yes, you probably do watch the cricket or Springboks, mm. but um, not all of them are like social media savvy or whatever. And, like you need to remind them that, hello, you need to wake up and send. You know, if there's no one doing that, then we're never gonna see it. And I think to add on that, because I see with most of my friends, um, they'll put it up on their statuses to say, mm. "Go Springboks, uh, we're wishing you all the mm. best." Same thing with the netball. So in their personal space, mm. yes, they will they do, do it. Mm. But then now it's up to perhaps club level to say, "Okay, guys." As Mamelodi Sundowns, as Orlando Pirates, let us do something. Then, funny enough, at uh, Loftus, um, they they merged the Sundowns 
and um, in Pretoria and uh, Blue Bulls doing quite nicely a few years ago where the city was saying, look, we've got Sundowns, Blue Bulls, both playing at Loftus and you got the feel, Uti, Loftus and, and both organizations mm-hmm. came together yeah. to make sure they put out that message. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the organizations to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, until you're in Loftus, you won't feel it, what's happening in Pretoria with, with Sundowns and, and Blue Bulls um, or what happened then, maybe I should say. But then it's the organizations that come together and maybe the city that initiates it to say, look, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make large of the fact that we've got these two great organizations, winning organizations or franchises in our city. Yeah. Mm. You know? I, I don't want to overplay the racial uh, narrative with the whole trick is duplicy thing, but I think um, <clears throat> his documentary to the conversation that we had that I didn't see, and also we're going to go watch them. But the, <clears throat> oh, there was one black guy that did Mission One in that documentary. Oh, really? <clears throat> one black guy, who that? Um... Beast. Where was I going? Oh yeah, so we're gonna watch the embedded. We're gonna see the um what's the thing that they do? The the longer thing, the longer format thing where they, they I was actually at the EFC when they came here yeah. to record him for the UFC promotion and build up. Mm-hmm. But it just shows you there's like really is like two South Africans, you know what I mean? And I always I keep asking this across the, the groups that I'm in, which are predominantly black groups, right? Where we talk combat sport and that kind of jazz. Like how much does Drickus Duplessis win mean? And or will you be at the airport should Drickus Duplessis win? Right? Like mm-hmm. what do you think that will look like representation wise? Do you get me? Mm-hmm. Um because by and large when Drickus Duplessis talks about like South Africa, he's he's talking about white South Africa, mm-hmm. and I'm not just. Mm-hmm. I'm not, it's not a knock on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not saying he's racist. I know he trains with black yeah, guys, yeah, so he's yeah. got a black friend for sure. Mm-hmm. But when he talks about like, yeah, I'm doing this way, say, he's not gonna go parade that belt in Soweto, Soweto. Yeah. and go mm-hmm. via Timbisa and come through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So and how much does it mean to you as a black? And okay, maybe DK Chloe for emphasis. And I, the question is still valid for the two of you. I know you don't really love the sport. But this is essentially going to be the first guy who trains out of South Africa, who trains out of Africa, mm-hmm. who's going to win a... Well, let's assume he's done it, right? To win a belt in the UFC, mm-hmm. which is unheard of. Most people, even from other parts of Europe, have to travel to America, right? To get the all-around skills that you even need. Brazil. Yeah, mm-hmm. to be competitive and then potentially even get the chance that Drickus has. So the fact that he's doing it here with, with almost no resources in comparison is an amazing thing. But how much does it mean to you that he's doing it and that he's white? And I think if Drickus was black, it would have been a different story. But anyway. Look, I mean, for me personally, I think in South Africa, we'll never fully eradicate the racial part of things. And and I, I and I know I'm not glad. Like if it's a if it's a random sport that I don't know and it's a black person, I'm like, oh, it's part of us. Like, yeah, you go. You know, it's it it's it just happens. I don't know. It's it, it will always be part of our DNA. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hence, you saying we're not saying people are racist in any way. Yeah, yeah. And hence, I don't blame drinkers. Yeah, it's good South Africa is, but I don't think I'll you know um, just speak about it all the time mm. like yeah, yeah. drinkers 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 but I'll, I think I'll, wait, yeah. they said Deke and Chloe first yeah. so you'll come afterwards <laughs> yeah yeah after you ladies first you know um, so I think when when you look at it subconsciously so I don't know what DK is saying is that you will always be drawn to people that you relate to mm. right and, mm. and I think you see it 
everywhere. I mean, we we're talking about Bafana Bafana lately. A lot of people on social media were complaining. They're like, oh, but why are the Sundowns guys chilling together? Why are the Pirates guys chilling together? Mm. Why are they not merging up as, as a team because they're representing Bafana Bafana? But truth is, the people that you see a lot of, those are the people that you're going to be drawn to. Mm-hmm. Those are a lot of people that are going to support. Not that um, it's great at what he's doing for South Africa, but mm-hmm. bottom line is, I mean, you now, <laughs> it's, it's, for me, it's neither here nor there mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, if we're going to ask him about, I don't know, a cricket tournament in Soweto, for him as well, he'd be saying, yeah, sure, that's great, mm-hmm. but it's neither here nor there mm-hmm. for him as well. But then I hear that. But I'm like, you know what? Um, there was a point when South Africans didn't care about rugby. And black South Africans. Um, yes. Didn't. It was, mm-hmm. it was a white thing. It was mm-hmm. like, Why did you scream? Yeah. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was part of the I grew up in the free stage, right? Played cricket, played soccer, played tennis. Not um, um, rugby because firstly I was small. And I was like, those big African guys are going to take any chance to mm. knock me out. So I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm getting knocked out by Afrikaans guys every day that are bigger than me. I knew this. This was a conscious thing, even as like a nine, ten-year-old. I'm going to get hurt there. And those guys are going to enjoy hurting me. Um, or at least that's how I felt. But as the Springboks won and time went, we started to embrace them. And let's say Dickens does win. Ma'am, and starts defending his um, title on easy level, where he's gone six, seven, ten fights, yeah. we are all going to start, we're gonna be, we all can live, we're going to move towards him, whether we like it or not. Um, for now, yeah, it'll be like, okay, we'll see. Uh, he wins it, he starts defending it, he becomes a world star. We'll all levitate towards him. True. And we'll all be like, ah, right, South African will embrace him, which is just generally what happens. Um, the funny thing about it is, um, if Bafana Bafana keep doing it, how far, do they have to be world champions for... Um, yeah, the rest, yeah. all of South Africa to embrace them, or is being African champions enough for all of South Africa? I mean, the entire rainbow. So I want to say two things. Firstly, to your Bafana Bafana point, yeah. I who was who were we with in the studio? And I said, I can't. Maybe not in the studio. One of those hobbies were doing. I, can't, I think he was a player or coach. And I said, I feel like I think I was with you, Caesar, at the. It was a terrible event. Don't worry about And I said to this dude, don't you think? Bafana, Bafana have to win the whole thing, like Afcon. Not forget white South Africa, just for us. Yeah. Because there is a a different opinion depending on what room you're in about Bafana, Bafana, their credentials mm. and what they could potentially do. There's people right now who don't believe at all they can go and win the Afcon, not and now. people who believe they're a lot closer to that than we think. Um, what trick is though, to Chloe's points and to what you said. So every sport that we as black people now consume and watch and, uh, and now part of, right, is, is literally because of representation, right? Mm. The moment Tia Kulisi became captain of the mm. Springboks was a massive turning point mm. in, the, in the black yeah. audience mm. uh, for the Springboks. The moment we started seeing more black faces and mm. Temba Bavuma in the uh, Protea squad, mm. that was big for the team. Mm. To your point about wanting to see more like us, right, and you resonate with people who look like you. Mm. Yeah. Um, is unfortunately, is an individual, he, he can't really do anything by, by way of color lines except for blackface, maybe, which I think would be an insult for most people. But what he could do is take a conscious decision to, to cut those divides, right? Yeah. Mm. And take his belt to Soweto. 
Right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you take the UFC mm. crew, mm. and you, even if you're just pandering and playing up to the, yeah, to the yeah, narrative, do that. but you do, do that. that. Yeah, do that. Because do then that. me and DK are watching from home, and we're like, damn, this guy was in my yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. White guy, you know what I mean? And, For and sure. it may not be his preference. Mm-hmm. We know he doesn't hang there. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't wash his car in the hood. No. But the fact that he, he is socially aware <laughs> of the divides and says, I'm going to try and bridge those divides, mm. I think gets him to the destination that you're describing, where we're all kind of watching him a lot quicker than mm-hmm. 10 title defenses would. Then, mm. I then ask all of you now, is is the reason Bafana Bafana is not accepted throughout the rainbow the way it should be? I'm not saying not all whites follow um, Bafana Bafana, but we want more because we know many whites follow football in South Africa. Is it because of the representation thing? Where it's mostly black? Yeah. When it comes yeah. to South African football? Yeah. Is that what's hurting South African football? It's mostly yeah, black. True. It comes across as a black sport. True. Let's be honest. True. It's true. not all inclusive. Yes, mm. there are whites there, but not to the degree. I we're saying when we want our quotas, we're saying we want the numbers represented. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, in South African football, to the numbers of whites represent the numbers we have in the country. No, you're right. The argument is no. Absolutely. It's plain and simple. Is it, is it hurting the, the sport in terms of the white audience? I, I think so, for sure. Mm-hmm. Should we change it? No. Mm. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we just said it's hurting it. Like, you're not bothered, what, Sponsorship? Absolutely. Corporate South Africa comes It may in. do all of that, but absolutely not. Are we getting... Now we're talking about we need six white players on the pitch. Get Abo Morton and them times six. No, absolutely not. We Listen, and this is not to ostracize any community. I think players will get there by merit. Um, I just think, at the end of the day, we, it cannot go the other way around. The wheels of transformation can't go that way. That's not how transformation works. No, but what can it I is, tell you, Kota does actually make a difference. I agree. Um, it's just that you need to pray that also those... When, when you're trying to balance the quota, then the talent also matches up to that. Mm-hmm. Because with netball, netball growing up, it, we used to say it's um, African sports. Yeah. Because it was always the Afrikaners actually doing so well. But, but, but it was always that because they got the platform, right? They didn't know that in the hood, okay. you know, there's about DK who are great at what they do. And then because they started merging everything and making sure that, no, you have five... Um, players of color and to whatever the, the, the quota is mm-hmm. that when you look at the fans and that arena is full, you actually can't say that it's white or black. It's so balanced, mm-hmm. super balanced. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why netball has actually grown now because we've, we've now black people have been included, you know, yeah. uh, it's not a big sport, but it's something that's a bit sustainable for now. You know, just, it brings in those small numbers. You know what? The thing is, maybe let's not use the word quotes or transformation. Mm. Because we, we know what these words imply. Mm. Right? Should we say use the word inclusivity? Um, um, <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll be more inclined to hear you guys be using inclusivity for sure. Mm. Because, Sounds better. Yeah, for me, it's just, look, you also have to remember the, the community that soccer represents, right? It's not, for the most part, your private school boys. You get me? Mm-hmm. It's not boys coming out of Hilton or who are playing soccer in this country. Right, uh, and therefore, I think there needs to be more opportunities for people in those areas, um, which is why it's difficult for me to then sit here and say, at some point, we'll be watching a Kaiser Chiefs and Pirates game, and it's 
Four white boys. Six, six, yeah, six white boys on each side. <laughs> Not to say they aren't talented. No. Or the opportunity, or, 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 or they don't have what it takes. I've watched many talented white boys come back, mm. my lord. Mm. This dude, I've, I've got friends who played mm. in high school. Like, whoa. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it will always be the, the one or two who mm. make it in. Yeah, and yeah. that's just the reality. We, we even have an interest to try and make it. Yeah. No matter how good they you are. You made the best so example about... When you went to, I can't remember where you, you said you were going to play for the province and you saw how many white kids were there, you're like, ah, I'm out. Yeah. I think that divide as well is difficult to curb. And like I said, remember, mm-hmm. remember what hood or what community soccer plays mostly represent. Mm-hmm. If I try to kick up a soccer career now with the very little Zulu that I know, mm-hmm. I would feel out of place mm-hmm. in a dressing room. You would. Mm-hmm. You would. Sat there with all these dudes talking for neck. And yeah. So yeah. whilst I don't think there's any deterrent for white kids, I think that becomes the issue. And then they pack their bags and they try it in Portugal and it doesn't happen and they come back and they work at their desk. And selfish and chips. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so I just don't think we should use the words transformation or quota because it can't go that way, unfortunately. But I think it would it would help for sure. Sponsors may be more inclined for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think... For me, I'm happy with the way things are. Would I love their money? Sure. For, granted, you know, to help the league grow a bit better. But now my thing is, if we then say, okay, cool, bring them in. Uh, so like we say, keep them out. It's out I of interest. Deliberately saying, no, 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 we're not saying keep them out. It's just out of interest. The way I see it, it's just out of interest. When you hit 16, you know you're good enough. As, mm-hmm. as a, do you still want to continue with football in South Africa as a white kid? And most of them will tell you no. They're not interested in South African football. Mm. So then they just leave it. And they've got options. No one's for, blocking them. They've, they've, yeah, no one's blocking them. Mm. They've got, the thing is, they've just got options. Mm. Um, they can afford the trips overseas. Uh, dude, mm. you know, the, the best soccer players I grew up with were Army and them, these Italian boys. They all went overseas after the trick. And stayed overseas. Because they can. You know so, what I mean? So, so, so my point with what I was trying to say before you politely interjected. No, I was just saying we're not <laughs> keeping them out. It sounded like you were saying, no, I don't know if we should bring them in. No, no, no. no. I was not out. saying keep them out yeah. either. But anyway, um, my, my point to that was as much as they've got more options than we would, a Chloe from, from Akasi can't rock up and say, actually, um, I've got interest in cricket. The road for me to actually go play cricket would be tougher than someone else then coming to play football. I think we're more welcoming. It's it's just that now a matter of can I actually adapt to it? Do I actually really want to be a part of it? You have an option on the other side of it, whereas I wouldn't have many options as they would. So that's the difficulty that I have with it. Mm. And when I say they went overseas, I'm not even saying to go become football players. Yeah. Went overseas to go become chefs or whatever because yeah, they've got yeah. so many options. Yeah. The community, um, the community that football speaks to matters the most here. But here's, here's an interesting thing because you mentioned community, mm. and this is the major breaking point I feel uh, that makes a difference. When I, if you grow up and you want to play tennis, ne? Chloe, and you want to play cricket and you want to play rugby, um, Tanak, you decide then to embrace that community, the rugby playing community, mm. right? And you move from your comfort zone and you embrace it. So everyone, Rabada, they've embraced those communities from a young age. The funny thing is, when I look at it now, I think, flip side, you've got the football community and how many people want to embrace it and be a part of it as it is. And in that case, then they, they choose no. They don't want to embrace this community. And, and maybe speak a bit of Zulu. There's a few young kids now that speak Zulu that are like 19, 20, play Tisky Challenge. I, I lord them. They're like great. They're part of the community, the footballing community. Some just don't want to embrace the community and hence feel left out. Also, the thing looks like chaos from outside, right? Like, let's say forget community, just how it's run structurally. Yeah. It looks like chaos. I remember, and tell me if I'm lying. 
because I heard this from my mother, but I'm also, I can't verify her. <laughs> she said Herschel Gibbs was multi-talented. Are you implying I'm your mother's age? No, she's... Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, that was the implication, no, but you're no, not. No, 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 no. Let me copy you, you're not. You're not that far removed yeah. either, you're not. Wow. Um, Herschel Gibbs, multi-talented, right? Yeah, yeah. He had many options. Was soccer yes, one of them? soccer, cricket, um, rugby. Now, if you use him as like, just like I suppose, just... He represents everybody else. Yes. I think that's what a lot of them are doing. Yeah. Like at a very young age, right? Yeah. You're making a choice. Like, do I go cricket where I can clearly see white people doing mm. well and exciting? Yeah. Or do I try this thing? Look at that, I'm going that yeah. way. Um, with all that said, by the way, I do support cricket fully. Uh, I will be watching the fight Sunday morning. I'll be up for it. Commentary in cluster. Hey, commentary in cluster. Can't wait. Yeah. Afrikaans as well. What? Commentary in cluster on Super Sport. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. They're they really they trying really to be as inclusive as possible. One better. One yeah. better. Yeah. Three guys can't wait. Uh, so it's likely he'll probably get on at five. Five. It's five a.m. If, if you want to be safe, wake up at five. If you really want to risk it, six. You know, but um. I think waking up at five is, is about the right time. Okay. It's not a great card. So there aren't we'll many, many great I'll, fights. I'll, I'll, I'll watch. I'll also watch. I, I say if you're not a great fan, just listen to them because I should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Those guys I are, actually, those I guys are colorful. That. Those guys are Brandy, so colorful. I think I want to do The cricket and yeah. Costa is next level. Colorful. Yeah. Rugby's. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, load shedding. When they, when they, the way they just described load yeah. shedding. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, load shedding. Sound, sounded fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so let's great. all wake up for it and watch it in person. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Thank you. Let's go. Yeah, it's been guys. great. Mm. Yeah. Let's do it again. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Too, buddy. Right. We'll do it Appreciate again. Appreciate you. <laughs> 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 got my fetch here. Yeah. Hi, Dad. <laughs> More like Grandpa. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> this is Vision View Sports Radio.